I've tried it. I've tried it too. Did you like it? Boy, did we! Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy, it calls to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, one and all. I am Spud Goodman. Welcome to our show. I have high hopes that uh, you will enjoy our program tonight. And if not, then uh, probably the blame should fall on, on my temporary co-host here, uh, oh. Gerald Holcomb. Nod your head, acknowledging my acknowledgement of you. We're okay, but I'd also like to say how pleased I am to be part of the show. Yeah, I, yeah, I, re- yeah. I really think we're starting to break through, Spud, because our audience is growing every week. Do, do you have proof to back that up? I am partial to facts and verifiable evidence before I jump on the positivity bandwagon. Hmm. And before I forget it... I guess I need to introduce our designated laugher, Gina. Good to have you with us on board tonight, Gina. <laughs> All right, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Hell, hi, Gina. Uh, Spud, I-, I just want you to know what our executive producer has told all of us. You heard it, too. Our number of listeners is up. Are you talking about Germany again? I, I know oh. for some reason they do like the program over th- they like it over there. That's yeah. all I've been told. I don't know yeah. why. Maybe they've mistaken me for Spud Webb. You know that 5'7 dude that used to play in the NBA? They are not our friend. That happens all the time when, you know, someone Googles our show. He comes up. Basketball is really big over there. You know, they got Dirk Nowitzki. You know that. So yeah. it's possible. I don't know what uh, the reason I, is they like us. I don't really know. But, but, but since you brought up sports, I was wondering if I might ask our listeners for some input tonight. I, I got uh, roped. Well, I, I have to enter this uh, fantasy football league. It's put on by some of my coworkers. You? It's, yeah. Yeah. They want me to join with them uh, up at my other job at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. Yeah. Hell now, will freeze over. But you're aware, I don't know the first thing about football. So our knowledgeable yeah. fans could email me advice at the Spud Goodman Show at gmail.com. Look, I, look like you, had, you had to get that mention in for your carpet's place, didn't you? Well, Do they pay you for those free plugs? Oh, heavens no. They just get a kick out of hearing it. You know, they play the show there in the employee lounge. So anyway, yeah. would it be okay to solicit input from listeners about how to go about this fantasy football thing? I, I tell you, the draft night party I went to was something else. The beer those guys consumed beforehand, it was clearly excessive. But I wanted right. to know, once we started picking players, they were serious as a heart attack, Spreadsheets, uh-huh. laptops, they all came out. It looked like a staff meeting up at Microsoft. Look, Say I, what? I'm yeah. not in the league this year, but I, I don't believe you actually knew enough 
to draft a roster. There's no way. Did, did you mm. go with all kickers? And I, th- I thought your wife wouldn't let you watch football on Sundays. Well, sometimes I get to watch Monday night football because, you know, she has that ceramics class. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they play the Sunday highlights at the end of the second quarter. Uh, that, that's called halftime. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Halftime. Anyway, my buddies helped me draft my team, and I must say it was a lot of fun. I don't expect to actually win this this league, but it's it's so darn competitive. But a couple of the guys I work with are actually spending hundreds of dollars on yeah. inside information from you know professionals who do right. this full-time. People... Can you believe that? Yeah. How are they going to beat ISIS? You know, I do know it's way more fun to win than get your butt kicked each week. That's all I remember about fantasy football. Yeah. That I do remember. Okay, um, you know, right now we need to play some music as that's what we do here on this show, try to entertain and not beg for free advice. Sorry. So here's an old friend of mine, uh, Duffy Bishop, who performed this song, Rollin' and Tumblin', the hit written by Muddy Waters and made famous by Little Walter. Um, Duffy and her band did this live on my TV show at KTZZ in 1993. It's a great version. Check it out now.
Thank you. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hi, I'm Cindy Williams, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, Spud, our first guest, Brian Posehn, is holding on the line. I know you're a fan of his. Are, are you ready? I guess. I mean, I am a talk show host, I know, so I, know. I better be ready when a guest is about to come on the show. Well, I know, but I just want to make sure you were prepared to do the interview. Are you insinuating I don't prepare properly for some of my interviews? Oh, yeah. Is that what I hear you saying? No, 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 no. I just wanted to double check that you were... You know, 100% in game on mode. Gerald, is this about my interview with the guy who, who played Boba Fett, you know, Jeremy Bullock? Just because I hadn't seen every one of those Star Wars movies prior to speaking with him doesn't prove I was not prepared. He seemed to like me when it was over. Oh, <laughs> sort of. I, I don't know about that. It, it just would have been nice if you would have viewed the Star Wars trilogy as most humans on Earth have prior to you doing the interview. Yeah. Just know well. that I'm here for you if I'm needed to provide a bit of gravitas in your interview with Brian Posehn. Uh, it's good to know there's some gravitas handy should I need it. But I won't. Just put the freaking call through. Uh, all right, here he is. Please welcome back to the show comedian, actor, and writer Brian Posehn. All right. You have a new comedy special, The Fartist, that is now available for purchase at iTunes and at Amazon, correct? Uh, yeah, that was my last one. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. I got. also got to toss this out. Man, you've been busy. A new book. You got a new book written or co-written with your old uh, Mr. Show co-workers, uh, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross, titled Hollywood Said No. That is available at bookstores everywhere and online, too. You don't, uh, you work pretty much all the time, huh? Yeah, I mean, that, those aren't even the most recent things I've done. I, I have a new special that's going to be out uh, called Criminally Postane, um, and that we just shot in San Diego, oh, and that'll super. be out uh, in the winter. And then, uh, yeah, we're doing, we wrote that book with Bob and David, but then we also did uh, four episodes of the show for uh, Netflix. Uh, called With Bob and David, and it's going to be just like Mr. Show, but we shot that over the summer. So Cool. Yeah, when's... man. I, cool. Cool. I, I have to stay busy or I go insane. So. All right. Well, let's begin with your love of heavy metal music. You have not only promoted this genre of rock throughout your career, you also put a comedy album out in 2006 with a song that you wrote titled Metal by Numbers that st stuck it to the, you know, the poser heavy metal bands out there who were kind of faking it. Could you drop the name of maybe one band as an example of a wannabe? Well, at the time, it was uh, this band that Trey you, and then... Uh, uh, Event Sevenfold, I wasn't a fan of at the time either. Uh, and it was just because it was kind of uh, cookie cutter where, you know, it was, well, like I said, it was, uh, you know, by the numbers. Right. Um, but it you I think, went away. But I think that other band is still making out. Yeah, right. People like them. So, you know, I, I've been wrong before. So uh, it just isn't for me. Well, does Slayer still remain at the top of the heap for you? Who, who's on? Who's number one for you right now? For that kind of metal, yeah. For yeah, for extreme metal, absolutely. Uh, you know, I listen to more Maiden day to day and, and more uh, Black Sabbath probably than anything else. Uh, you know, and I still listen to a ton of Metallica, and you know, and then I also just check out new bands. Um, See what the kids are listening to, as right. they say. But right. Well, yeah. speaking of Sabbath, the final tour. Do you, you, do you buy it or? I'll, I'll go. 
Yeah, because I missed uh, I missed the last time they came around to L.A., so uh, I, I I owe them some money. Right. I'll definitely go to, you know. I mean, you know, I went to two shows on the Rush final tour, so uh, I, I buy into that whole thing. And then when they do another final tour five years from now, I'll, I'll go again. Yeah, it's a good gig if you can keep it going, uh, that, the, the final thing. Um well, let, you know, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to say this. You know, uh, speaking of bands, uh, just for the record, uh, you know, my mom and I interviewed Pantera at a show once. She really hit it off with the late uh, great uh, Dimebag Daryl. May he rest in peace. Nice guy. Uh, cool. Yeah, I just thought I'd toss that out. My mom wanted me to mention that. So, all right, I, I know nice. you. Uh, yeah, I know you've performed at a, a Juggalos gathering, and I should state our show's designated La Regina is a hardcore Juggalo. Uh, were they a tough audience? Because I had Ralphie May on, and he said they were great to him. He did like a three-hour gig. No, they weren't tough at all. They, I mean, I, I had one little problem in my show because I had, uh, at the time, I was uh, taking a break from uh, smoking, and so when I said I, I, I quit smoking pot, everybody booed. <laughs> but then uh, I was able to turn that around. Uh, uh, they're not, a, they're not a tough audience at all. They totally want to laugh, and you know that it. It's crazy. It's a weird thing for a comic to go on, or at least my, me and Harlan Williams, we went on, like, after, I think we, st- he went on at 3 in the morning, and I went on at 3.30, which is not common in stand-up comedy. Uh, it was, it's a strange time to go on, but it, they were fun. They were a lot of fun. Huh. Yeah, that's what Ralphie was saying, too. He went on a lot about that time. I, 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 yeah, well, interesting. Um so, and I followed like I followed backyard wrestling too, and, uh, which was another first. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, the, the kids were there to laugh, you know. They, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I, 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 I guess I expected they might be a weird audience, but they, they weren't. Right, right. Well, like I said, my my co-host Gina, she, she's a hardcore, and she's kind of getting me to almost, almost. Uh, play an ICP tune on the show. I'm not there yet, but anyway. Um, so, you you know, Brian, you speak to a segment of society what, that maybe some would call nerds, i.e. people who now or will one day rule all of Earth. When did you first grasp that you were a nerd and that this gift from God would someday propel you into the successful career you now have? <laughs> Never. Uh, I, it just sort of happened, you know. I, I mean, I remember... Kind of figuring out, like the first nerdy stuff I was exposed to, where um, my uh, my uncle was going to UC Berkeley, or, or had graduated from UC Berkeley, and um, would have me over to watch or to stay at his house, and I would he'd have these older guys come over and they'd watch Star Trek together. That was like my first time I like saw what a nerdy thing was, and and uh, I just kind of always liked what I liked and never considered it nerdy. So people started kind of throwing that name around and you know I feel like I was that before it was cool and, and now uh, you know there's no stigma at all attached to being nerdy hell which no is nice. hell no not at all um uh, well, I would be remiss if I, if I didn't ask you at least one question about your appearance on what is, in my opinion, still one of the greatest comedy shows of all time, Reno 911. We've had a number of cast members on the show. but So you played Stevie the Coroner, and there was there a script for you on the three episodes you appeared on, or did you pretty much wing it like everybody else? Uh, yeah, nothing. Uh, that, that was a crazy experience. At that time, that was the first time I'd done something that was completely improvised like that. Uh 
they called me the night before, uh, Tom and Ben, and uh, told me, you know, hey, there's no script, this is what it is, uh, just, you know, don't come in with anything. Don't come in with any ideas, just get there and we'll, we'll figure it out. And that's exactly what we did. Like, they, did, they didn't want me to prepare, which is the first time I've ever been told that, you know. Well, you killed it. I, I've seen every episode multiple times. Uh, I very much enjoyed your work. Spud, as much as it pains me to say this, I think it might be a good idea to turn the rest of the interview over to Gina. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. She, well, she and Brian have a lot more in common than you and him. It would probably make for a better interview. You know the rule. I do the interviews, and you two support me by laughing at the appropriate moments. There are no rules on this show that says either of you get to ask questions. We don't want to confuse our guests by having a second or third voice vying for their attention. I don't but get it. But she and Brian have both been to those gigolos gathering. Uh, gigolos. Oh, right, right, right. They, well, they both actually like those insane clowns. I know you can't stand them as you won't play their music on the post-show report. Insane clown posse. Just because, and I don't want to offend you, Gina. Spud. Just because you and Brian both dig ICP and I don't, well, that does not disqualify me from doing this interview. And I feel it is going really, really well at this point. So end of discussion. <laughs> wow. Really? Okay, then. Well, looking at your acting resume, it's quite varied besides TV. You've done a bunch of movies, both studio and indie productions, but I wanted to know, how did you prepare for doing the voice work of Grunts on Halo 2? Did you do the method thing, or what What approach? How did you go about that? Um, no, I, I showed up and I read the words that were off the page. That's pretty much what you get. Yeah, no method. Wow. My method is that there is no method. Well, that's a method. Uh, well, how long did it take you to knock it out and hit the craft services table? I don't even remember. I, that was one of those quickies where I, I, I might not have even been there long enough to enjoy craft services. Oh. Well, and a voice work would be my dream gig. I know. Every, yeah. It, it was good work, right? Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff is some of the easiest stuff I do because, like, you know, you're in, there's no memorization involved. You're just hanging out and reading things. Right, I could do that. Um, well, hey, before yeah. for, before I forget, I got to ask you: Where can our listeners find your Dungeons and Dragons related podcast, Nerd Poker? Another vehicle again that appeals to those who now currently or will soon rule the world. Yeah, it's on Earwolf and uh, you know um, Apple or, or you know iTunes or any of that. Um, and we do it once a week. Uh, it's been awesome, man. I've been doing it for almost three years now right. or longer. Right, it's very popular. Um, can I ask you this off the record, though? Do you ever personally play games that stupid people like me enjoy, too, like Operation or Yahtzee? Are you pretty much, you know, kind of a snob with, with games, or what do you think? No. Uh, my wife likes to play those kind of games. Uh, so, right. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in, especially with my son. You know, we'll play some Sorry and some uh, Spider-Man Monopoly, that kind of thing. All right, Sorry. Love that. All right. Um so my co-host Gerald here is knee-deep in some fantasy football league right now, and he's going to get his ass kicked for sure because he knows nothing about the game. But my question is this. Would the Dungeons & Dragons crowd come across, I mean, would they cross over demographically with the fantasy football freaks if they were forced to, like, hang out at a party? Would they get along or have anything in common? Well, I mean, I would they should because it's all, you know, different obsession, but no, probably they wouldn't. <laughs> Could it get violent, or would it just be they just would be like cats and just ignore each other? I don't think either. You know, I don't think either one of those groups gets violent. 
right, all right. Yeah, that's probably right. All right, my last question, Brian. Um, what has been your most memorable moment uh, to to this point? You know, as a human being on Earth. Um, the birth of my son. I would be a total jerk if I didn't say that. So. Yeah, I know that kind of had to be tossed out. <laughs> but besides that, uh, you can make some up. My wife. Yeah, that check that one off. Anything? Anything else that? Uh... Yeah, meeting meeting like you know some of the guys I've gotten to meet, meeting Ronnie James Dio and stuff like that. You know, that'd be up there for sure. All right, all right, super. Brian has a comedy special, The Fartist, uh, as I had mentioned, now available on iTunes and at Amazon. He also has a new book out titled Hollywood Said No, co-written by the equally brilliant Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. That is available at all bookstores and online. Uh, yeah, so I want to thank you so much for calling in tonight, man, and uh, just take it easy, okay? Yeah, thanks for having me. Mr. Brian Posehn. I hate when people ruin movies, but more than that, I hate when comedians talk about people that ruin movies. Because they always pick out one group. They always pick out one ethnic group, and they always blame movie ruining on black people. They always say that black people ruin movies when they talk during it. But I disagree, because every time that's ever happened, it's always a piece of that you don't care about, you know, like Freddy's fighting Jason, and you're like, eh, whatever, and then you hear some guy in the back go, look out, he got a knife! That's not ruining. That's enhancing. This is one of radio's most famous musical productions. The program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, please welcome our musical guest for the evening, Mutiny Mutiny. Before we get going, though, please ID yourselves and your instrument of choice. I'm Jason. I play guitar and sing. I'm Jen. I play bass and sing. I'm Julie. I play guitar and heckle the audience. Super. <laughs> now, the name of the band says to me, you guys mean business. You doubled down on mutiny. You know, some might have been okay with just one mutiny. Is there a backstory to the band's name? Uh, not a particularly uh, great one, but it, it was our first drummer who came up with it. Um, and I actually asked him when he came up with it what it kind of meant, and he didn't really have an answer. But yeah, of course he's a drummer, right? So, yeah. so, so Jason, you uh, and Jen have been together in the band for a few years now, and and you, Julie, came on board what like last year? Is that correct? That's right, last summer. All right, I did my background on you. Uh, so, but no, no drums. Do I sense a lack of love for drummers? And when you, I guess that leads into what you said, because some say they're a little cranky, a little hard to get along with. What do you think? I have fun. Some of my best friends are drummers, so I should say yeah, that too. Yeah, we still love drummers. Um, but uh, we've been unlucky in drums. Yeah, unlucky in drums. <laughs> All right. Well, it happens in life. But we're lucky in love. So. All right, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> so when you guys are rehearsing, who's the first one of you three to request a snack break? Because it's tough to sneak a snack with your hands on an instrument. You know, so breaks are necessary, right? To safely consume a bag of Funyuns or corn nuts. Correct? Am I correct? Julie. Definitely yep. Julie. Yep. Julie, all right. Definitely yeah. me. Guilty. All right. I'm hungry right now. <laughs> all right, we'll see what we can do about that. Get an intern on that. All right, in, individually, what is your favorite thing to do when, when you have some spare time away from the band? Do we have any spelunkers? Or what, do, what do we do? What, what are our hobbies? Anything? Well, we hang out with our dogs. Okay. Um, yeah. I, too, hang out with my dog. Yeah. Okay. I love dogs, too. Is, that's it? Okay. Yeah. I, I enjoy math. <laughs> math. All right, super. She hangs, um, out, hangs out with her math. What's the name of the last song? <laughs> A uh, first song, excuse me. First oh. song. First <laughs> uh, song. Lucanicos. 
All right, well, let's, let's hear it. All right. Is the Spud Goodman Show. Show.
not going anywhere, and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Oh, excuse me, Spud, but your mother is waiting on the phone to speak with you. Okay. You should probably take it as she was giving the interns a bit of attitude when they told her she had to wait on hold until you were ready for her. Yeah, I know. She gets a little feisty at times yeah. when people tell her to, to wait on hold. And when I was a kid, she would cuss like a sailor when the bank or doctor's office would put her on hold. Really? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so uh, put her through now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Mom, are you there? Is this how the mother on the start giving birth to you is treated by the people who work for you? Mom, the interns are instructed to follow proper protocol with live phone calls. You know, we're on the air. You just can't call me directly. I'm doing a radio show here, Mom. I'll instruct the interns to be more respectful of you, Mrs. Goodman. Who said that? Is that that temporary guy from Labor Ready you have to work with and until they find you a real radio guy for you? Uh, Mrs. Goodman, I'm not a temp worker from Labor Ready. I actually have another full-time permanent employment position at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. There you go again. And I'm the temporary permanent co-host on this show. I could just shut him up for a moment. I, know. I wanted to talk to you about your fantasy football team, Spud. Did I hear you say you're in a league now? No. I thought you said you would never enter any more leagues as they were a waste of time. You know, I am afraid of them myself right now. I found it way more lucrative than bingo. Last year, I won 1800 bucks from winning two leagues. Wow. No, no. My temporary co-host here, Gerald, is in one, and yeah. boy, does he need help. I, you know, I know you're into fantasy football, Mom, but it's just not my speed anymore. I just, I don't know. I, I love the game, but it's just too much work. Well, if you did have a team, I was going to tell you to try and keep a couple of sleeper players in mind if the league you were in had a mid-season supplement draft. Just a couple of names to keep in mind if you do change your mind and jump in with someone who already has a team. It's, it's not going to happen. You know, as, as being in one of those leagues was, was way more work than I had to do at community college. And, and you know, basically because there's a lot of math involved. I'm horrible at math. Yeah, but uh, go ahead, Mrs. Goodman. I, I have my Sharpie out, and I'm taking notes. Well, if you and I were in the same league, you must know I'd be going on New England Patriots on your butt right now. Bill Belichick is a man, and he gets it that nice guys finish last. Pa- Patriots, okay. Uh, Mom, you're, you're going to scare this guy. Just, just give him a tip, as I know you have a ton of resources on the Internet. I would recommend to look at a team in the AFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles. Not their active roster. Uh, these guys, is a, this guy is a running back on their practice squad. From what I hear, he's a beast and will be activated no later than next Sunday. His name is Raheem Mostert. He played at Purdue. You can take this one to the bank. Purdue, got it. Thank you very much, Mrs. Goodman. I, I really appreciate this. 
just knock some sense into those interns about putting it on hold next time. All she does, I need to go over the scouting reports on the Dallas game this week. I have Tony Romo as my QB1. Hmm. Toodles. I love you, Spud. Yeah, I love you too, Mom. Bye. Bye. Hey, you, you know, Spud, I've gotten a few emails so far from the listeners, yeah. and I want to thank those who took the time to help me out here with this fantasy football stuff. Uh, one guy, I believe he's from Idaho, asked me who my quarterbacks were. Now, I'm starting to understand that it is an important position in the game of football, huh? Spud. Very important, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Who did you draft for, for QB1? Uh, well, my buddy who works in the home delivery department told me to take a guy named uh, Tim Tebow. Tim uh. Tebow? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant Tebow. Uh, he, he said he's a points machine. and So far, I haven't seen it, but maybe Mr. Tebow is a slow starter, so um, he'll catch fire soon. Y- you do know that Tebow was cut by the Eagles after their last preseason game. The dude is on the couch now watching the action on TV like the rest of us. Oh, I did not know that. Well, my, my other quarterback is, I think, uh, Geno Smith from that Jets team. And oh, my other friend, really? who, yeah, he, he works in the home delivery department. He told me to take him for sure. Geno Smith, huh? Yeah. Yeah, have you heard of him? I, I guess yeah. he called in sick the first game, so I had to play one of my running backs at quarterback. But that's just until either Tim Tebow gets hot or Geno Smith gets over the flu or whatever it is he uh, has. You, and it only makes common sense. Um, you know, Geno Smith is injured. He's on, like, injured reserve for four to six weeks because some, <laughs> some dude on his own team busted his jaw. Really? Uh, you know, with friends like yours, who needs enemies? I don't think anything our listeners can offer up tonight is going to you know, be able to help you out here. Uh, I'm scared to ask who your receivers are. Okay, receivers. They're the ones who catch the ball, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, Good call, yo. Uh, from, from seeing them catch passes on TV, I got to tell you, they are so fast and elusive. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. The first one I picked was... Don't, don't, don't tell me. Somebody told you to take Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. No, that name does not ring a bell. I, I think I took a wide receiver from the Kansas City Chiefs, but um, I forget you, his name. You, you do know, I mean, no wide receiver from that team scored a touchdown last season, right? First time that's happened since the 1966 New York Giants, man. Oh. Well, so I was told Kansas City Chiefs receivers would be sleeper picks, is what he said, and others would overlook them. You know, diamonds yeah, in the rough. Sure. That was, no, that, that, was right on. that was funny. Um, uh. I guess that's one way to look at it. But anyway, right now, you should focus on doing the one job that you have on the show and, and see if our next guest is on the line and ready to go. Oh, uh, right, right. I'm on it. But, uh, Spud, do you suppose I got some bad, bad advice from my friends at work? Because the interns here just gave me an email from a guy who said I should do a really nasty act to all the people who gave me fantasy football advice. He said I got punked. What does that Just mean? Just see if our, our next guest is on the line, okay? Oh, okay, right, right, right. And, um, oh, yeah, and you know what? I'm being told your next guest, Jake Johansson, is waiting to speak with you. You know, I've always enjoyed seeing Jake on David Letterman's show. He was on all the time, it seemed. Yeah, he was pretty much a regular. I would be remiss if I didn't bring that fact up in the interview. Well, I worry about Dave these days. I mean, think about how you would feel if you retired from doing your show. I I know you've been canceled in the past, but that's not the same as retiring. But still, being away from what you love, it's got to be difficult. 
I don't know if I would go as far as use the word love, but I mean, what else am I qualified to do besides this? Hmm. When I was, you know, when I was off the air for a while, I, I drove my dog crazy, let alone, you know, the humans around me. So I got, I know for a fact, Dave must be going stir crazy right now. All right. For, but definitely. Promise me you will get counseling prior to when you sign off for the, the last time from your show here. I, I worry about your self-destructive tendencies while alone in your apartment. Day after day after day, you have nothing now, to look, do. Th- this is really depressing. I don't want to think about that. All right, just just put Jake on for now. Jeez. Oh yeah. Okay. Here he is. All right. Please welcome back to the show, comedian Jake Johansson. Thank you for checking back in with us on the Spud Goodman Show. You know, I understand why Larry King used to love saying his own name on the show title. It's very satisfying. Anyway, you, how you doing? I'm good, Spud. Let me just say your name, too, because uh, it is fun for me also. Absolutely. Thank you. Could you do that, please? Yes. All right. Yes, yeah, Spud. It's great to be on your show, the Spud, Spud Goodman Show. Is it the Spud Goodman Show or the Spud, Spud Goodman? Is it the Spud? It's all good. Oh, hello, me. Spud. It's all. Yeah, thank you. Okay, good. All right. Well, you're going to be performing at the Laughs Comedy Spot in Kirkland, Washington, September 25th and 26th with two shows each night at 8 and 10 p.m. There. I did it. All right. You are coming, aren't you? And I think you. I am coming. All right, all right. Um, I am coming. All right, there you go. Um, well, Jake, I must say, I've been thinking of you. Um, you know, since David Letterman's final show in May, I'm thinking about you a lot. Uh, as you had appeared on Dave's show around like what 46 times, I wonder if you really did consider the fallout from his decision to retire. It's affected a buttload of people, including you, of course. Well, believe me, uh, if I had anything to say about it, I would have asked him to please not retire or to uh, let me host the show next. <laughs> that would have worked. But, that would have been good. Uh, well, I think that uh, this other guy, Colbert, is going to do a great job. Yeah, I'm, oh, absolutely. I'm a huge fan, but you know, you, you could handle it too. Uh, yeah, I think about you, Biff Henderson, and there, there's a whole lot of people that move affected, you know, right? Yeah, well, the last time well, I saw Biff, the last time I was on the show, it seemed like he had some he had some retirement plans. He he's not uh, he didn't seem sad. Oh, all right. Well, that's for the record. That's a nice inside scoop we got there. Maybe that'll hit the I don't know the wire services or something. Um, let me ask you this: uh, Do you think Dave put in a good word for you with Stephen Colbert? Because I'd be willing to drop Stephen a handwritten note reminding him that you're a very funny dude, and all he has to do is go look at all the old, you know, tapes of Dave's show, all the old shows. And you just give me the word, and yeah. I'm gonna be on it. That could be helpful. Yes, but when you get some time later today, if you could do that, that'd be terrific. Thank you. All right, I think the handwritten note would be more personal and more persuasive. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go that. You. Yeah, and chocolates, maybe? Chocolates, yes, all right, all right. Um, Well, let's move on to a topic that always remains in the news. Uh, This is a a topic that affects everyone in this country, and that's gun control uh, efforts. Um, What is your take on this issue? Well, you know that I have said for a long time that it's not the guns that kill people. It's those darn bullets. And the guns just make the bullets go very fast. Right. You know? Although it's hard to imagine someone robbing a, a bank with just a handful of bullets. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, yeah, that's probably a good point. You know, I was thinking maybe a limit of seven guns per adult and maybe three for those under five and possibly maybe sweeten the deal by throwing in a bonus of maybe only a two assault rifles per household. Would that, you think that would fly? I think, I think the problem is not the, the 
smart, intelligent people who've got guns. It's the nuts who've got guns. And those are the, the crazy people. We've got to get the guns away from the crazy people and give them to the smart people, I think. I'm just trying to get on the team. I'm just trying to get on team gun. This is America. I want us, if you need to have a gun, I want you to have a gun. I just don't want, if you're a crazy person, for you to have a gun because I don't want to get shot with a crazy person with a gun. I haven't ruled out that I'm uh, not a crazy person, so I don't have a gun. That's the kind of responsible behavior that I'm trying to look for in other people. You know, Spud, something just occurred to me as I'm sitting here during this interview. If this show ever really does take off and is a major hit, I really have no protection. You know, without a contract, I'm left hanging and I could be replaced at any time. Well, as a temporary co-host, that goes with the territory. It's temporary permanent co-host. If you want a job with a guaranteed contract, you know, maybe you should look into the NBA. This operation is more like the NFL. When you get hurt, it's catch you later. I don't have a contract either. If this show wasn't called The Spud Goodman Show, I'm pretty sure our executive producer would have replaced me by now. Wait, maybe we should threaten to quit if they don't meet our demands. Uh, yeah, you should definitely threaten to quit. While I'm finishing up this interview, you should text our executive producer and lay it on her. Be firm and don't back down. Okay, sure, I will. Uh, are you with me? Well, are you? You know, Jake, we touched on this uh, when you were last on our show, uh, but some now listening might not be aware, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit there, go there again. You turned down the role of George Costanza on Seinfeld, and I know that there are those out there right now saying, what the hell? I mean, uh, but there were extenuating circumstances for that call, correct? Well, I wouldn't say that I turn it down. I mean, that that's just, Jerry talked about it in an interview that, they were interested in having me come in on that. But at the time, I was developing my own TV show with Castle Rock. And then the call came in and said, oh, Jerry would like you to come in. He's interested in you for this role of George. And I said, well, I'd love to do that. Can I Can I be on Jerry's show and my show? And they said, well, no, you can't be that. do that. If I had had a crystal ball to look into the future, I would have realized, oh, Jerry's show is going to be a tremendous success. And my show is, <laughs> is not. So I would have done Jerry's show, but knowing what I knew at the time, it was like, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to do my own thing. Well, and I've had a pretty nice uh, career so far and good times. And, you know, well, I mean, yeah. I'm not as rich as Jerry, but I, uh, I think I'm as happy as him. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it worked out just fine for you, but I mean, it is, it is, it's a, it's a fascinating showbiz story, and I, you know, I, and I know you're probably really burned out from dealing with it, but, you know, I mean, these things happen really all the time in the industry. I mean, if, if you really want to go into the backstory of, of most, you know, careers and decisions made. So I, I just think you're up there, though, on the list. That is an interesting story. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I think, I think there's a lot of stories like that, as you say, in show business, and everybody has their decisions, the things that they do and the things that they didn't do. And then, you know, you go back and you think about those things. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like if you make your decision, you know, I, I thought about uh, my reasons for what I was doing at the time. And I kind of feel like I would do knowing what I do at the time, 
I would have done the same thing again. All right, all right, all right. I know you got to go because you know you're down in Los Angeles. You got meetings to take, lunches to do, all that kind of crap. So I'm not going to hold you anymore. But let me just say before you hang up on me, uh, once again, you're going to be performing at the Laughs Comedy Spot in Kirkland, Washington, September 25th and 26th, with two shows each night at 8 and 10 p.m. I want to thank you again, man, for calling in. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, bud. I hope I'll see you out there. That's the plan. All right, Mr. Jake Johansson. Okay, man. My tax. It always makes me mad that I can't figure out my taxes every year. I struggle with the same thing. You know, I feel like we should be able to figure out our taxes. You know, the government acts like you have to pay your fair share. I have no problem paying my fair share. All I want to ask the government is, what do I owe you? I know. They won't tell us. They won't tell us. They're like, no, you figure it out. <laughs> really? I got to do my job plus a big-ass math problem for you every year? Is that it? And then, and then let, me, let me get this straight. If I get it wrong, I have to go to prison. <laughs> that seems a little harsh for a quiz. I mean, why do, they, why do I have to figure out? Couldn't they just fax me a number? Tell me the number. Tell me, I mean, how much information do they need? They're already getting your paycheck before you get it and taking the money out. And then they send you the check and you gotta, at the end of the year, they're like, was that enough or you wanna pay a little bit more? <laughs> I mean, how much? You get my paycheck early, you're listening to my phone calls, you're reading my emails. What are my f***ing taxes? Hey there, this is John Doe. You're listening to Spud Goodman uh, make a fool of himself, as he usually does. And it's a good thing, because then you can laugh along with your friends and not laugh with him, but laugh at him. All right, once again, mutiny. Mutiny.
is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, uh, Spud, the new show Psychic is calling in to speak with you. Now, her name is yeah. Psychic Sally, right? R- r- yeah. A- she's from England, I believe. I yeah. know where she's from. I-, I do actually spend time doing my research. Maybe not much, but I do Google most guests. Well, I hope our regular Psychic, Ted Marr, won't feel slighted that we found someone yeah. from overseas to feel the paranormal segment on the show. Yeah, you know, that did cross my mind. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I'm kind of cheating on him a bit, but what can I do? Our producer thought this lady would help with our ratings. So she's huge. You're all around the world. And the Google thing said that she sells out big theaters everywhere. So, well, I mean, we'll, we're going to get Ted back on the show, okay? Well, we're definitely going to do that. That's good. That's good. You could test her and ask if she knows my middle name. That should stump her because only a couple people in the world know what my middle name is. Look, Shut I, up. If, if I'm going to ask something to prove that she's the real deal, yeah. I'm not going to ask about your flipping middle name. Oh. I have personal issues to get clarification on. Like like at my ChristianMingle.com account now, I, I should have probably used a newer pick of me as the old one I put up when I had like pretty decent hair. Oh, yeah. You know, a ton of women have responded. <laughs> I could use some help in the selection process, you know? But I, I don't know. Just forget about it. Just, just put her on right now. I want to talk to her. Oh, yeah. Here she is. Please welcome to the show world-renowned psychic from England, Sally Morgan, or better known as Psychic Sally. How are you doing tonight? Hi, Spud. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Okay, you have a new book out, your fifth, a memoir titled Call Me Psychic. Can I call you Psychic Sally? We don't really know each other, I know, but or do we? I guess I should ask that. <laughs> yeah, I know you. No, no, no. Yeah, of course you can. I love being called Psychic Sally, yep. All right, well... You know, you have had a lot of well-known clients in the UK, and Mm -hmm. among them is Princess Di. Do you do any work for our celebrities here in the U.S., or are we too, like, high-maintenance, so, you know, way too much work? Oh, my goodness me. Well, you know, yeah, you are definitely, you're very high-maintenance. I think if I I did a reading for you, Spud, you're not high-maintenance, but, yep, usually the ones over here are, but... um, yeah, I have seen lots of um, very famous people because I ran a, what I call a, a practice from home, a very successful practice for over 40 years, and I was known as London's best-kept secret. But, um, yeah, I, a, a lot of people over here that I used to see, I, I, the, the ones that um, uh, where they sort of do their self-publicity uh, and they, they want to want it to be known that I'm their psychic then I'm happy to, to confirm that but I th- there's a lot of confidentiality that goes with my work which you understand don't you absolutely I try to keep everything in my life private so what you're saying is most people would prefer not to be known uh, that they are seeing you okay all right, of course. Okay. All right. yeah 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 the, the, you know, but I have to say that um, the, with the Princess of Wales, one of the reasons that, that it's known that I was her psychic for four and a half years is because someone in London, a very, very well-connected lady, you could call her from the aristocracy, you know, she was married to a very important man, um, and she she did, basically did... Um, she, she she did an article and it was and I was mentioned and the Princess of Wales was, was mentioned so that let the cat out of the bag. I would never ever have let that be known. But um, she was brilliant when I used to see her. She was charming, uh, beautiful inside and out. And believe it or not, Spud, she had the same issues as you and me. Um, everything's relative. Really? on a bigger scale, but they were the same issues of money, of relationships, of her children, her life, everything that you and I would want to know, she wanted to know. 
Oh, super. Well, so if you did work for me, everything would be kept on the down low. That's what you're saying, though. That's good to know. Yeah, nice. far work. I mean, yeah, definitely, Spud. Yeah, right. you're, I would... Um, I'd, Spud, you've got... if Sally here does a reading for you, could you ask her to answer one question about my life, too? Uh, Sally is a celebrity psychic. I'm sorry, but even in the UK, co-hosts don't qualify for that designation. Well, could you ask her to make an exception in my case? I would really love to know if I'm going to win Employee of the Year at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. There you go again. It, it's been eight years since I last won it, and gosh darn, I deserve it. I mean, Todd Spencer's won it two out of the last three years. How fair is that? Do you think Sally would want to waste her psychic resources on your Employee of the Year award? Maybe. This is a limited resource source, like carbon-based fuels, and it's intended only for famous people, so that disqualifies you. All right, but, all right, but could you at least get her uh, blessing on this for me? What? Do you think she's like the Pope? I gotta go. Zip it. Okay. I'm going to make full disclosure now that I originally was a skeptic of the paranormal until we started booking an American psychic, Ted Mara, on our program. Now I'm totally down with ghosts, aliens, and talking with dead people, so you can count me as a believer. Uh, but here's the thing. I hope he's not jealous that we're having you on the show, because let me know. Can you sense any vibes from him? He's a really nice guy. Who's this? This, this Ted, is Mackie. No, Ted Marr. Who's a, Ted Marr is a, is a psychic that appears on our show quite regularly, and I just I hope we're not making him jealous because we've went, we've gone across the pond and we're speaking to you know to you. And I just, yeah. just no, he's not. He's not. He won't be jealous. He won't be jealous. He, he'd be really, really pleased that you've got me on. He's going to be thinking, wow. Uh, he's going to become more important because I'm on. All right, super. Well, in 2001, you wrote the book Life After Death. I, I sure hope you're right with this With this one, as dying would seem to be a lot less of a drag if you're correct. Knowing what you know, yeah, yeah. Are, knowing what you know, though, are you scared of dying? Me? No, not at all. I know that my I know my grandpa's going to come for me, and my grandmother. So I'm not I'm not at all afraid of dying. It's it's like it's like going to somewhere so lovely. It's all about love and oh my goodness me, peace and quiet. Listen, I've got eight grandchildren. I'm going to get a bit of peace. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> all right, that's for the record. Um, well, do you get any pressure from fans in the UK to try to make contact with Princess Di? You know, now nowadays. I do, I do. But you know what I always say about that is you know if, it, if it, they say to me oh can you get in contact with her and it's like why would I want to do that we were not friends you know you can never become friends of a member of the royal family they are part of the system and you can't get anywhere near them they may say that they're your friend but they're not your friend so it, it's it's and I would only be able to contact her if I was sitting with a member of her family you know it, it, it's like why would I want to contact her and why would she want to come through to me so no I, I don't contact her since she's died well, how about friends and family members? Do they bug you all the time to make contact yeah, with long-deceased relatives? Yeah, they do. Yeah. They, they, they really bug me. My, grand, my grandfather, who I love, 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 he often is around me. In fact, he was the one that said to me, I was very heavy five years ago, Spud, and he said to me, I've lost 245 pounds oh in gosh. weight. Oh, my Wow. And, and he, he was the one that I was about to go on stage because I do this tour, and he was, he was in the wings of the theatre, and he said to me, you're going to die, you're going to die, you've got to lose this weight, lose it. And really, from that moment, I knew that, that, that I had to do something. Wow. Come on, you can do it. All right, well, once again, <laughs> Sally Morgan, who has a new, brand new book out titled Call Me Psychic. It's available at all bookstores and at all online retailers. I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us, Psychic Sally. Hey, listen, I wanna come, I'm going to come and see you live. I'm coming to America next year. I'm touring. I'm touring in February the 5th and the 7th. 
New York and Chicago, and then I'm back again in June, and I'm going to come and see you, Spud. Wow, that would be pretty special. Um, all Wouldn't right, it? I'm going to come up with some questions right now and jot them down, and, and I'll be ready for you. So there you yeah, have it. I, okay, my darling. Psychic Sally. Take soothing Pepto-Bismol and feel good again. Here now your host, Spud Goodman. Hey, uh, Spud, I know we have to close the show now, but I, I want to thank all the listeners yeah. who've tried to help me out with tips on this fantasy football thing. I, I received a much larger response than I'd ever imagined, and boy, I sure wish I'd solicited this advice before I went to the yeah, draft yeah, you party. Think? <laughs> you know, life is full of wishes for do-overs. I could fill up a couple hours right now myself, but yeah. we're about out of time, so I need Courtney, to... Courtney, Chloe. I should thank tonight's guests, uh, Brian Posehn, Jake Johansson, Psychic Sally, and our musical guest, Mutiny Mutiny. Absolutely. You know, I especially enjoyed when Jake Johansson was telling you off air when he went uh, when we went to break how much he thought you reminded him of an older Andy Dick. Huh? Yeah, I think yeah. I think that was a compliment. Oh, and and, and bef- before I forget it, uh, I did get an email from a first-time listener tonight who suggested we consider doing a fantasy football segment each week. He said he might listen again if no, we did. No, no. If we if we did, those guys from the Dungeons and Dragons groups, mm-hmm. you know, th- mm-hmm. they're going to be honest to give them some airtime. Then then probably the Renaissance Fair people will jump in and demand their fifteen uh. minutes. Just not a good idea. You know, I think there's a lot more fantasy football participants than Dungeons and Dragons enthusiasts. Though that game did play a big part of my life before I got married, you know. And we also also think about this: we we need to consider our listeners in Germany. Oh, they yeah. get really pissed whenever we say the word football and are not talking about soccer. It's like we insulted their mother or something. You know, I forgot about some of their emails to the show. Okay, maybe it's not a great idea, but one last thing: I did learn something important tonight. Number one is. Kickers and running backs are not a good choice to be your quarterback. So, unless that Tim Tebow or Geno Smith suddenly get to play in a game anytime soon, I am, as they say, up a creek without a paddle. Or, or is it without an uh, oar? I think it's paddle. Anyway, or? I guess all you can hope is, you know, some maybe a national disaster that cancels the NFL season at this point. Hmm. Like maybe a cheerleader strike or something. But anyway, I, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be. And I mean that. God bless and ciao. I would never cross the cheerleader picket line, Spud. You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show. No more a waste of your time than other vacuous programs currently on the air. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Production. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pikes. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. tuned for an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk. Stay tuned for insightful analysis of the Spud Goodman Show.
Stay tuned for the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Here is your host, Lawrence. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight's Spud Goodman Post Show Report. And of course, with me is my lovely co-host here, Gina. Hey, Gina, you know, you look kind of peppy tonight, I gotta oh, say. Oh, I feel very peppy. Ah. Uh, sh- uh, maybe I should have passed on that triple espresso on the way to the studio. Jeez. I mean, a double usually is my limit. So please access, uh, uh, excuse my restless leg syndrome as it flares up when I get too heavy on the caffeine. I'll make sure I don't kick too, you or anything. Uh, Please, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. And then, you know, a little Super. kick to the shin, that's nothing, you know. But I got to make a disclosure here. I'm wearing a protective cup tonight, to be honest with you. You know, I still have mine from when I was locked up in Pelican Bay. You always had to wear your cup at night because, you know, the big prank in there is they filled up a sock with rocks from that they took from the yard and they would smack a guy in the nuts when they Super, were looking. Um, oh, man. You know, I, I know I don't really need that cup now because I'm out and everything like that, but... It kind of gives me a sense of comfort knowing that I am prepared should my privates be pranked by anyone on the outs, you know. Lawrence, I would never kick you in that region. I mean, that would not be funny at all. Well, you know what? Okay, it is kind of funny if you're you're the one with the sock. But, you know, okay, I got to move on here. (laughs) Oh, you know, did you you listen to that topic that they were talking about tonight on the Spud Show the first hour? They're talking about fantasy football (laughs) leagues. You know what? Hey, guys, uh... I'm still over here waiting for my introduction. You know, yep. they say it's kind of rude to not acknowledge me right when we open the show. I mean, right now I'm just the guy who does the highlights. That's right. But I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just sure a- Lawrence was going to get around to saying your name. I mean, don't start crying. Yes. Or anything. I wasn't going to cry. I was going to say your name, Derek, but that was after I tell the story about the Fantasy Mouse League that we had in prison. Let me tell this, what? all right? Now, now, you know, we didn't have access to the NFL Sunday ticket or anything like that back then. Maybe we got to watch, I mean, one game on Sundays on this little 25-inch set that we had on our tier. So what we did was we started a pet mouse league. We got uh, we got these mice. We competed against each other. Now the mice Super. Did, did not us. And the betting, it kind of got out of hand sometimes. But I tell you, it was sure fun. Yeah. So the mice played football? That's yeah. pretty amazing. No, no, oh, uh, no, no. They didn't play football. They just, they just raced each other on this little obstacle course we set up, you know. I don't want to brag, but my little fella Bernard, he killed it last couple of years I was inside. Yeah, now he wasn't the biggest mouse, but he was really shifty. He's quick on his feet. Yeah, I'm Still so waiting here. All right, all right. Okay, with us is this guy who announces the show highlights. His name is Derek. <laughs> all right, super. Now, will you stop whining? You know, I also got to give a shout out to our panel, too. You know, we got Dave on the soundboard. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good evening, Lawrence. How did you like your new intro? I like my new intro. I made me feel special. one. Nice and I am job. fulfilled in my work. Oh, I appreciate that. I got a little glow about me now. And, of course, we got our engineer, Mike. Hey, Mike, you know, I got to ask you something. Yeah. Uh, you know, the rest of us, you know, when we got all those remote controls for the TV and the DVD player and the cable box and all that other stuff, and there's one more. I don't even know what it does. There's remotes you know, for everything now. There is remotes for everything, but how do you figure it out? I, I don't know. How, how do you do it? Well, I, I, I just try to consolidate everything into one universal remote if it's just the TV and, and stereo system. They got universal Super. remotes now? Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. That well, way you don't have five or six different remotes. It's like magic. That's crazy. It's oh, easy. Oh, yeah. We got, the, we got our two uh, ex-community college interns here, Anna and Trent. 
hey, I hope you guys are behaving, you know, because you're civilians now because you're out of college and school and whatnot, you know. Hey, you know what? Let me, let me, let me just get right into some music. We're going to do a couple of tunes. We're going to begin with a song from the former first lady of France. That's Carla Bruni Sarkozy. Yeah, her husband, Nicholas Sarkozy. He kind of dig, dig, dig the models, right? He did, yeah. It's, t- it's titled Quelum Madit. Yeah, that's right. I just spoke French there. Yeah, after that, we have a spunky band from Los Angeles, the Death Valley Girls and their tune Electric High. But first, we're going to start with Carla Bruni. On me dit que nos vies ne valent pas grand chose Elles passent en un instant comme fanent les roses On me dit que le temps qui glisse est un salaud Que de nos chagrins il s'en fait des manteaux Pourtant quelqu'un m'a dit que tu m'aimes encore C'est quelqu'un qui m'a dit que tu m'aimes encore Serait-ce possible alors On dit que le destin se moque bien de nous Qu'il ne nous donne rien et qu'il nous promet tout Paraît que le bonheur est à portée de main Alors on tend la main et on se retrouve fou Pourtant quelqu'un m'a dit Que tu m'aimes encore C'est quelqu'un qui m'a dit Que tu m'aimes encore Serait-ce possible alors Serait-ce possible alors Mais qui est-ce qui m'a dit que toujours tu m'aimais Je ne me souviens plus, c'était tard dans la nuit J'entends encore la voix, mais je ne vois plus les traits Il vous aime ses secrets, ne dites pas que je vous l'ai dit Tu vois, quelqu'un m'a dit que tu m'aimais encore Mais l'a-t-on vraiment dit que tu m'aimais encore Serait-ce possible alors Pas grand chose, elle passe en un instant comme fanent les roses. Me dit que le temps qui glisse est un salaud, que de nos tristesses il s'en fait des manteaux. Pourtant, quelqu'un m'a dit que tu m'aimes encore. C'est quelqu'un qui m'a dit que tu m'aimes encore. Serait-ce possible alors?
is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, so tonight we got in the house. Our musical guest for tonight is Mutiny Mutiny. Hey, hey, let me ask you guys a question here. Now, I wonder if maybe you, if any of you guys served in the Navy or something, because, you know, you know, uh, I usually want to find out somebody who's in the joint, but because of, of your name, you got that kind of naval nautical thing going. <laughs> maybe you were in the brink or something like that, in the brig. Is that right? Nah, I haven't. I don't know. Uh, Julie's from San Diego, so there's a lot of naval activity. Oh, a lot there. of Super. Navy there. Uh, yeah. And we've lost several drummers, and they could very potentially well be in jail now. I don't know. Yeah. Super. Yeah, maybe I'll ask somebody I know who's still inside. Maybe maybe look right. around for one of your drummers. And if you know someone who's getting out soon and plays the drums, you give us a call. Oh, yeah, I could do that. I'll hook you up there. Yeah, that's oh, cool. a good idea. So now, let me ask you this here. Now, what's your guys' favorite reality show on TV and I want you to really consider this caref- carefully because you know I love my reality shows so it's a it, this is a really heavy question here intervention oh intervention that is real without a doubt that's my favorite nice what about uh, y'all uh, we don't actually have a TV <laughs> Jen, like, Jen's got something I like that show about the cats from hell does that uh, like yeah. those cats <laughs> from hell super <laughs> Well, I'd watch it. Yeah. I think that's figurative. They're not literally <laughs> from hell. They oh, well, that, that changes the game, man. I don't know. It's a little different there. Yeah. Hey, hey Jeannie, you said you were going to ask um, Yeah. Do you guys ever uh, do covers of songs? Because I was just wondering if you have ever done an insane clown posse tune at your show. Yeah. I mean, if not, you really should give it a try. It's a real cl- crowd pleaser. That is not super. <laughs> uh, we've done cover songs, but nothing by Insane Clown Posse yet. I'm yet. adding it to the bucket list. Oh, All that's right. wonderful. Oh, yeah, it's never too late, right? <laughs> now, did you guys take lessons when you learned how to play your instruments, or did you teach yourself? Because you know, I taught myself uh, the kazoo, but my 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 cellmates, oh, they didn't like that. They didn't know it. Oh dear. Um, I taught myself how to play. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yep. I took lessons. I took lessons too. Ah. Yeah, whatever gets you there, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, so you're going you're gonna to play one last song for us tonight. What's the name of the song you're going to perform for It's us? called Avalanche. All right, Mutiny Mutiny.
This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right. All right, guys. So uh, it's time for me to kick it off here. Uh, so our first clip tonight, we got uh, Spud's interview with Brian Posehn. And uh, in this clip, he's talking about how the crowd that he encountered at the gathering, Gina, oh. was a little bit different than what he uh, probably expected when he first started started going over there and doing his act. Hey. We hit it off with the late, uh, great uh, Dimebag Daryl. May he rest in peace. Nice guy. Uh, well. Yeah, I just thought I'd toss that out. My mom wanted me to mention that. So, all right. I, I know you... Yeah, I know you've performed at a Juggalos gathering, and I should state our show's designated La Regina is a hardcore Juggalo. Uh, were they a tough audience? Because I had Ralphie May on, and he said they were great to him. He did like a three-hour gig. No, they weren't tough at all. They, I mean, I I had one little problem in my show because I had, uh, at the time, I was uh, taking a break from uh, smoking. And so when I said I, I, I quit smoking pot, everybody booed. <laughs> but then uh, I was able to turn that around. Uh, uh, they're not a, they're not a tough audience at all. They totally want to laugh, and you know that it, it's crazy. It's a weird thing for a comic to go on, or at least my me and Harlan Williams we went on like after I think we st- he went on at three in the morning and I went on at three thirty, which is not common in stand up comedy. Uh, it was it's a strange time to go on, but it, they were fun. They were a lot of fun. Huh. Yeah, that's what Ralphie was saying, too. He went on a lot about that time. I, 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 yeah, well, interesting. Um, so- and I followed, like, I followed Backyard Wrestling, too, and, uh, which was another first. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, the, the kids were there to laugh, you know? They, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, 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 I guess I expected they might be a weird audience, but they, they weren't. Right, right. Well, like I said, my, my co-host Gina, she... She's a hardcore, and she's kind of getting me to almost, almost uh, play an ICP tune on the show. I'm not there yet, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so, you you know, Brian, you speak to a segment of society. With- Look how giddy Gina is talking about is, ICP. She's yeah. lighting up right now, and it's yeah. not just that triple espresso, I don't think. Oh, it's uh, so exciting. Yeah, yeah. They <gasps> slowly got- chipping away at the rock that is oh, Spud Goodman. It's, it's going to happen. It might happen. I think that's super. Yeah, I think it could. It could. Well, you know what? Don't hold your breath, but we'll see. In the meantime, we're not going to play any ICP yet, but we're going to start off with some Adam Ant and Goody Two Shoes. And, and you know, that was a nickname I got in the joint when I was uh, named to t- trustee. And, oh, we got the Northwest Grunge Greats Mud Honey with their classic, Touch Me, I'm Sick. Enjoy. Goody two, goody two, goody goody two shoes, goody two, goody two, goody goody two shoes. 
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Lawrence, I believe we have a caller who wants to speak with you. Uh, He's yeah, yeah. Uh, holding on the line. Nice, nice. All right, let's put him through. A caller, are you there? You bet I'm here. I've been listening to your Post Show Report for the last couple of months, though you did air reruns the last two weeks. But anyway, I just wanted to say I don't believe you are a real ex-con. No way you could have done hard time. You are a poser. What? What? Okay, what makes you say this, Carla? You obviously do not know me. What's your name? Not important. (laughs) I know what prison does to someone. You seem way too nice. I don't know any other way to say this, but you are soft. Well, now, that is not a nice thing to say. That's an insult, right, Lawrence? Yes, that is an insult. Where I come from, yes, it is, Carla. How much time have you done? And I'm not talking about no uh, weekend at some city jail. I'm talking about hard time. Well, I've never been incarcerated, (laughs) but I have extensive knowledge about prison life. And I think I know pretty darn well what it's like in there. I'll tell you that. So you are an employee in a prison? A a cook? No. Well, maybe he's one of those pen pals to a lifer or something Uh like that. No. No? Well, then what makes you such an expert on our penal system, Collar? Well, I have invested many man hours watching what life is really like behind bars in our nation's prison. Uh, I've recorded every episode of Lockup on MSNBC for the past four and a half years. Super. Some of them I've even watched twice, okay? Especially the raw and the extended stay segments. And you just don't strike me as a legit Mm. ex-con. You probably got a deferred sentence, right? Okay. Now, Lawrence was an accomplished art forger. One of the best from what I read after Googling him. So, caller, you are wrong on this one. You do not know. Mm. Hey, you know those lockup people were at Pelican Bay when I was there for a week or... They're there for about a week or two or something like that. And I don't know how to say this. Maybe uh, I suppose you think that everything on the Kardashians is real too, right? Come on. This is TV, man. Okay. All I right. figured Super. you would go after the show because it enables people on the outs, like me, to really experience prison life. You know, it evens the playing field. Yeah. Now we don't have to do something stupid to say we've walked a mile in the shoes of someone in Max or in isolation. Prison is hell, and I know that personally now from the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've never seen Lockup. Is it any good? No, no, I don't know, because it's not my cup of tea. Because, you know, does a carpenter want to whittle on his own time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Super. I suggest to everyone now listening, just take a pass on Orange is the New Black and I keep like it tuned to Lockup so you can stay up on what life is really like in prison. I got to go and watch this last weekend's episodes. The previews looked like it was all about those Aryan Nations guys, and they are always okay, interesting. Okay, see, see, look, you know, the, when they do those Aryan Nation guys, 
you know that the go-to dudes for for when MSNBC is doing sweeps time, right? You know, like when they put Hitler on the History Channel or when they have sharks on the Discovery Channel. Oh, I they love just, any show with sharks in that. You guys, can we hang up on him now? I have stuff I'd like to share, and he's wasting valuable airtime here. Yeah, that's right. We got to go, Collar. Whatever. I'm trying out a new pruno recipe on the kitchen stove right now. I bet you have no clue how to make a decent pruno. No, Goodbye. I'm has no clue. Actually, you know, I have many, many recipes in my trusty spiral notebook if you really wanted to know. Ooh, could you share them with me? Oh, yeah, I could share them All with right. you. Sure, sure, yeah. All right, super. All right, well, let's get back to some music here. We're going to start with a band that's appeared on Spud's show a couple of times. It's Julia Massey and the Five Finger Discount. Boy, that Julia Massey, she's one talented lady, I got to say. This song is titled... 10,000 Things. After that, we have a song, Your Dark Sunglasses, from a gentleman who hails from San Antonio, Texas. It's Bill Baird. But first up is Julie Massey. What did you see way up high? Something you couldn't identify. Looking in the sky for another chance. Sensory input, find the hoax. What does it take to be a ghost? And who are the folks making this romance? Rounding up all the videos and placing my bids. Yes and no's, cause crops ain't a rose when the patterns dance. But if there isn't no right and wrong, just everyone singing every song, living along parallel plans. Everyone singing every song Everyone singing every song 
Hey guys, uh, I know we had something else slotted in here, but I was hoping I could just jump in here for just a minute. I was thinking last night. Oh, and that doesn't sound good. Hey, hey now, now, come on, hear me no, out. All right. No. I thought it would be great for the show if I did a short weekly inspirational message. You know, really help our listeners become all that they desire to be. I bought these Tony Robbins tapes at a garage sale a few months ago, and yeah, I know he's a little corny, but with a slight repackaging mm. of the message, I think I could help the post-show report separate itself more from Spud's first hour, which we all know is garbage. Whoa. I mean, it would be directed Watch at it. our Whoa. demo, which is younger, of course, Biting than the Tony you. Robbins audience, but everybody has dreams, right? Super. I mean, no matter the age, they just need someone to help them make it happen. Now, I haven't told anyone about this, but I have been attending Toastmasters for the last couple months, and I mean, I'm sure you guys have noticed my improved communication skills no, on the air. Not really. No. Well, I think I, that's super. Now I have everything that I need to be a voice of inspiration to millions, or in the case of this show, the handful of people listening right now. I mean, it's a win-win for the show if you really think about it. I mean, I it will provide killer air check material, and I'll get to give back to the community, which ultimately reflects positively on the program. What do you guys say? I can do my first one right now if we have the time. I'll make it uh, short. Uh, is he high or what? No. No, D Derek, look, this is not late night cable. And you know that Tony Robbins pays the TV stations to run his stuff? You know that, right? And there's no way anybody's going to put that crap on their channels without getting a ton of dough. You know, gotta get Tony Robbins reminds me of Herman Munster, but with a better smile. Yeah, he kind of does. You know, yeah. I knew I would face ridicule for proposing this, but all great communicators have faced opposition from the doubters. How about I do a really short version, like 30 seconds? How about, how about this? How about this? Yeah. Let's get back to the music, and we're yeah. going to be starting off with uh, something, something way, way back Super. from Big Daddy Kane and his song, Smooth Operator. Then we have a song from Johnny Carroll and the Hot Rocks with Hot Rock. All right, somebody hit play. You know, someday some, everybody around here is going to look back at how they treated me and feel very embarrassed. When I finally get to do a platform to display my... Excuse me, take a few minutes to mellow out. Big Daddy Kane is on the mic, and I'ma tell about a minimum limp of rhymes with strength and power. So listen to the man of the hour. Flow and go to a slow tempo, and you know, sing ho, swing low, then yo, the show will go on as I perform. Transforming on stage like a Decepticon. But I'm not animated like a cartoon, I'm for real, shooting lyrics like a harpoon. Across the crowd, the listeners and spectators, so let's groove with the smooth operator. Just sound so smooth. Just sound so smooth. B-I-G-D-A-Double-D-Y-K-A-N-E I'm good and plenty Serving many and any Competition Wishing for an expedition I'm straight up dissing and dismissing Listen Rappers act so wild I love the profile Front and hard But ain't got no style I give nightmares to those who compete Freddy Krueger Walking on King Street Confuse and lose Abuse and bruise The grooves And choose to use My name wrong They pay dues Destruction from the exterminator But in a calm manner Cause I'm a smooth operator Cause I'm so smooth 
so smooth. Now girl, step up to this. One simple kiss, and it's over, miss. So the nice dream, as high as the price seemed, girlfriend. You've been scooped like ice cream. So just swing a fling, a gathering, try to cling. Cause it's a big daddy thing. And I'm loving them right words bars. So just play Marvin Gaye and let's get it on. I make it real good, like Dr. Feel Good. To make sure that my point is understood. That when it comes to this, there's none greater. Sincerely yours, the smooth operator. I'm so smooth. I'm so smooth. Now ain't that the buckle and the kittle black saying I'm a new jack? You need to be smacked. Smooth way I say them and the way I display them to make them sound different in a way that's gifted and ham. Making sure every lyric is done fine and I make one line right as the sunshine. Attacking like Robitussin on a corp. If you know, like I know, step off. Competition, I'ma get rid of. You can't get a bit of, so just consider a break of rest, vacation, hibernation, and make way for my smooth operation. I'm a smooth operator. Cause I'm so smooth. Cause I'm so smooth. Hot rock, yeah, hot rock, hot 
Show report. Hey, Dick, why don't you try your Toastmaster skills I'm, right now? I'm going to. And, uh, yeah, so this this clip is from the uh, Jake Johansson interview that they did in the first hour. And I kind of picked this one because I just had a similar experience. A good buddy of mine uh, just you know was on a show uh, recently that I kind of had an opportunity to go be a part of. And now he's getting opportunities to go to some bigger market. So in this interview clip, uh, Jake kind of talks about a similar situation that he had. You know, Jake, we touched on this uh, when you were last on our show, uh, but some now listening might not be aware. So I'm going to I'm going to hit there, go there again. You turned down the role of George Costanza on Seinfeld. And I know that there are those out there right now saying, what the hell? I mean, uh, but there were extenuating circumstances for that call, correct? Well, I wouldn't say that I turn it down. I mean, that that's it's, Jerry talked about it in an interview that they were interested in having me come in on that. But at the time, I was developing my own TV show with Castle Rock. And then the call came in and said, oh, Jerry would like you to come in. He's interested in you for this role of George. And I said, well, I'd love to do that. Can I can I be on Jerry's show and my show? And they said, well, no, you can't be that. do that. If I had had a crystal ball to look into the future... I would have realized, oh, Jerry's show is going to be a tremendous success, and my show is is not. So I would have done Jerry's show. But knowing what I knew at the time, it was like, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to do my own thing. And I've had a pretty nice uh, career so far and good times. And, you know, I mean, I'm not as rich as Jerry, but I, uh, I think I'm as happy as him. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it worked out just fine for you, but... Well, I'm glad he kind of made peace with that. It sounds like he did. Yeah, the, that happens a lot, though. You know, people turn down, turn down the role, and then that person makes it big. It's got to be kind of a bummer, though. It just kind of hit you in the gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, but you got to think, like, if Pete Best stayed with the Beatles, would the Beatles be as big? Would, uh, if this guy played George Costanza, would Seinfeld been as funny? No, maybe not. You never Good know. Point. The universe is a crazy, crazy thing. We should ask Ted Mar about that sometime. Like, what? Oh, yeah. Sure yeah, he somebody, knows about that. If yeah. Spud, if you're listening, write it down with your pencil because I know you use pencil. Uh, Super. Some, ask Ted Mar about how TV shows turn out with different people. All right. Well, let's do some more music here. We're going to start off with the song "Breakdown into the Resolve" live by Ryan Adams and the Cardinals. And following that, how about an old nugget? "Black is Black" by Los Bravos. That oh, man, that's a great tune. Okay, first up though is Ryan Adams and the Cardinals.
what she don't in time to see me again. Oh, what can I do? Cause I, I'm feeling blue. I can't choose, it's too much to lose. My The show's just about done here, but you know, I gotta thank everyone first, and Gina, especially you, because you make this job so easy. Oh, thank you. You know, I tell you, I'm really enjoying doing the post show report with super, you. Super, super. I mean, nothing against working with Spud, but yeah. I, I'll discuss this with you further off the air. You know, it's probably a better idea. Oh, yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. You know, I heard uh, Spud uh, told our producer that we got a knockoff saying stuff about him that's not complimentary you know but yeah. hey you know it's the constitution first amendment you know we can voice our opinion so don't be afraid of spot well I, i'm not afraid of him but i already have to laugh enough on his show i mean if he gets pissed off then i, I might have to bring it up a notch and i'm just not emotionally ready for that you know it may seem easy to be a designated laughter but it's a tough gig yeah yeah, I mean, thank you for saying that. As my friends and family, they have no idea of the challenges of this you know, position. Gina, I'd be willing to sit down with you after the show sometime and maybe help you begin to see what other possibilities are out there for you. I mean, besides being just a designated laugher on Spud's show. Um, Just a designated laugher? No. Well, I mean, no, you sound like my family. Not, That's not what not I meant. I co-host this show, too, you know. And I also have a part-time job at a doggy daycare place that I have not shared with everyone. Uh, you, you can't just label me as some lackey on Spud's show. I am much more than that. Oh, 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 slow down there, girl. We need to defend yourself. Okay, let's just let's just cool down here. But I'm going to thank the panel here while you do so. We got Dave on the soundboard. Thank you, Dave. And we appreciate you, Mike, our engineer. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And we got our two interns, Anna and Trent. Thank you two very much. Thank you. You I'm represent the best paycheck. and brightest. So this is Lawrence saying goodnight all. And thank you very much.
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deer. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Music